You're going to want to hear this. Our next in-person mastermind is coming up and we're doing things a little differently. Tickets are available to everyone. No membership required. Picture this, a day and a half of learning, networking, and problem solving with like-minded law firm owners who are as passionate about building the best law firm possible as you are. We'll kick things off with a presentation from sales and marketing expert, Dave D. If you don't know Dave, be sure to go back to episode 605 of the Maximum Lawyer podcast to hear him share how lawyers can stand out in a crowded market. Following his keynote and Q&A are the Mastermind Hot Seats. Every attendee has the opportunity to dive deep into their business obstacles with their mastermind group and coach. There's nothing like the energy of being with other driven law firm owners who are just as committed to their success as you are. We believe that nothing beats working on your firm in person, so join us in Charlotte on July 15th and 16th. This is your chance to break through barriers, gain fresh perspectives, and accelerate your law firm's success. Visit MaxLawEvents.com for full event details and to grab your ticket today. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Hello, Tyson, my friend. How are you doing? I am doing well. How are you doing? I'm a little under the weather, but I'm excited about this episode. This will be our last episode of 2023. It's hard to believe the podcast is now eight and a half years old, and we are wrapping up 2023. We always have a little debate because you're like, nobody likes these year-end wrap-up shows. Nobody wants to hear all that crap. But I thought that we could certainly reflect on the year that was both for us in our firms and as running Maximum Lawyer and that we could have a nice little chat. As you said, our friends are now in between the holidays, getting ready for the new year, and they're thinking about 2024. So what would bring value? And what we came up with are the the six things, three from you, three from me, that we recommend thinking about at the start of the year. All right, Jim. So then let's let's jump in it and uh, I'll let you go with, with your your first one. So the first thing I'm thinking about as December rolls to a close is who can I give money to? What can I spend money on? And I know that accountants are always like, well, if you do all that and spend money at the end of the year that you're, you're taking away from your, your gross and your net at the end, that's true. But I pay so much money in taxes right now, and I would just rather give that money to team members even though you know it's going to be more than I would give to the IRS. It's just that we're, we're at a rate where – if we can give out bonuses or spend money on equipment or software or get ready for next year, um, I'm happy to do it um, when it's been a good year. Yeah. So are, are you, you, so you're suggesting, you know, bonuses and things of that sort, right? You're not talking about raising salaries cause that's more of a future thing. You're, you're saying give out some bonuses um, that way you can lower your tax bill and give, give people some more money. Yeah. So right around this time that we're recording, which is early November, we meet with our CPA and he sort of lets us know again, we, we had checked maybe six weeks ago, eight weeks ago about how things were looking. And we start making plans for how to structure uh, compensation or bonuses or expenses. You know, we're, 
we're putting a major investment into Salesforce this year, and that's been a big a big bite. So that's that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. You know, spending that money that um, may just be sitting around and maybe putting it to good use to set yourself up for success in the following year. No, I mean I think that that's if you follow that advice that the that the accountants some accountants give some disagree with, uh, then I think that that's a smart way. It's it's much better than going buying a bunch of office equipment that you may or may not use. But I, but I, I think with that, I think it is really smart. And I think most accountants would agree with this. I, I don't think that anyone would disagree with what I'm about to say is if you do plan on hiring more people in the future, then go ahead and buy that office equipment that you're going to need those, those things that you do need for those employees. If you think you're, you are going to be expanding and hiring those. Cause I think that is a good way of, of that good balance. Cause if you're in, if you're in a position to do that and you're going to need to hire, then I think that that would make sense. I, I am curious to see, we just had Jessica Gonifas on the podcast and I, I wonder what she would say about this, this advice. There's also things you can do. Like if you have vendors who you pay every month, a lot of them have, a discount for paying up front. If you have cash sitting there and it's going to it's going to help your cash flow next year if you pay off some piece of software for the year and you get that one month free or whatever. That, that those are the kinds of things I'm talking about. I'm not talking about going out and buying a new Mercedes-Benz or an Escalade like I did. Why not? Um it, you know, in uh, one of the best business things I've ever seen is my former boss, he would go in when they paid for billboards He'd go in with a check, a pre-written check, signed everything, made out to the vendor. He would pay for the entire year. It was for a substantial discount, and they would tell him what the rate was. And he says, here's what I'll give you. Like, he had already written it out. He already, he already knew what he was going to pay them. And there was it was funny. I, mean, I think I've told you this on the podcast, but he had me do that meeting one time, and they balked. I had the check written and everything. I said, here's what I've got for you. And he said, they're like, okay, they're not going to do it. So I, I walked down the hallway and, uh, got Dan, Dan comes back down and they like about 10 minutes later, they agreed to it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> he did have a, he had, he had a knack for it. So it was, I learned like to stay in my ground cause I wasn't staying in my ground as well as he was, but it was, uh, I was young. I was a super, I was a, I was a new, brand new attorney. So it was fun. All right, let's get to my first one. It is, it is somewhat relatable to this. It's, that's get your finances in order. So make sure that your books are, are cleaned up, make sure that your bookkeepers on top of things, but that also means like getting rid of those expenses. So review all your books at the, at the end of the year, but get rid of all those expenses that you don't need all those user licenses that you're paying for that you don't need all those software licenses that you're paying for that you don't need any, any recurring. And also here's something that I think gets a lot of people. If you've got something that hits yearly and not monthly, figure out when that is. And if you need to cancel it, go ahead and cancel it because those are all, I mean, those all add up. I mean, think about all those $50 here, $15 there, you know, $20 here, $30 there before you know it, it, it's a, it's a salary. So get your finances order and start to clean things up. Um, and this is a really good time because I mean, a lot of us aren't working a whole lot at the end of the year. It's pretty dead. And so you got some time to go through, go through things and see what you need to get rid of. I think that's great advice. You know, I always view those things as like barnacles that attach to the side of the ship. And that if you're, if you're not paying attention to it, they can really add up. One of the things that we have now is like a chart of when our annual agreements all run out. And we've also have our accounting team sort of monitoring 
all the monthly charges and we, we look at those probably every six months. So this is a perfect time to do it. Love it. All right, let's get to your number two. So I love this week between Christmas and New Year's. Our office closes this week and I usually end up going to the office if I'm in town, maybe once or twice during the week. I love the quiet. I love the solitude. I love reflecting back on the year that was. I love reflecting back on where we've come from because, you know, when I started the firm, it was me sitting at a desk by myself and I sort of get that feeling and charge back into that feeling during this week. And I just sort of write out in my journal about, you know, what did I like about this year and what do I, what do I want for myself this year? So the thing, the second thing that I do is I really try to picture how do I want my life to look like in 2024? How do I interact with the firm and how do I move the firm forward? What's my role going to be? How does that look? But if you don't, if you don't touch into how you want things to be, You'll just get caught up in the minutia of the day and and the tasks that need to get done. It's a great time to have that chance to reconnect to where you want to be. I think this is great advice. Uh, I'll just admit I'm not great at this. I'm not great at you know reflecting on the year in review. It's it's just one of those things where I I'm always looking ahead, and I it's it is. And I, I think it's I think it's something that people should do. I do think people should stop and kind of smell the roses in a way, and and look at things and see how where you've come from and 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 where you've been and all that. And I, and I think it's great advice. I, I I will ask you. I need some advice on on doing this. What is the best way of doing this? Do you do you go and sit somewhere quietly and do that? Because it's I'm just not good at this. And or, actually, let me rephrase it. I'm working on getting better at doing that. So how do you how do you recommend it? To me it's the pen and paper because doing it on your phone just doesn't have the same brain connect to your hand and I think that you need some quiet which is why I like this week when people aren't around and I think that I just like to sit down give myself like 50 minutes or 45 minutes and say just total stream of consciousness what am I thinking what am I feeling what am I struggling with what am I anxious about and just sort of getting it all out on paper. I think if you do that for 45 minutes each day this week, that by the end of the week, you're going to have a pretty good sense as to where things are. You're going to have pretty accurate thinking. You know, um, Dan Kennedy complains that everybody loves Think and Grow Rich, but no one likes to think about, I think it's number 11, the, the rule that Napoleon Hill mentions, which is accurate thinking. And I think to me, the only way I can get to accurate thinking is by writing it out by hand. In, in a quiet space. And I love doing that in a big empty building because I feel like I've got the chance with everything quiet to sort of focus and, and do the work that I'm talking about. I like it. Um, I like the idea of, of accurate thinking. I'm also going to say for those of you that want to use this as an excuse to procrastinate with things, don't even dare. But I, no, I like it. I will, I will give it a shot this year, Jimbo, just for you. And I'll let you know how it goes. All right, let's let's get to number four, which is my second one. Get rid. So this is actually more forward thinking than you might think. Um, you might think it's backwards thinking, but get rid of the cases you no longer want. If you do that at the end of the year, it's a good time to do it, especially for injury attorneys. You can get cases settled. And if not, you can get it off your roster. Same thing with whether it's criminal defense or family law, estate planning, whatever it may be whether that's closing out those files that need to be closed out for the year, whether it's getting those out of your drawer and off your plate, whatever it is, 
that is going to make you so much stronger in 2024 because you're then going to be able to dedicate all your time to the, to the more valuable cases, the cases where you can do really, really good work, the cases that are going to make your firm a lot more money. That's what you're going to be able to focus on. So by getting those off your plate, getting rid of those cases and, and using the end of the year as a time to do that, highly recommend it because it's going to have so many benefits that are going to snowball in a good way into 2024. I love it. You know, I, one of my favorite things is to fire clients. And I'm always happy when I fire clients, you know, people that are giving my team hell or cases that aren't very good or whatever that, you know, if, if people are, you know, making your life difficult, getting them out of there is, is important. And that that's a great segue for my third thing, which is I think you need, need to reflect and I like to reflect on the people in our lives around this time of year. And, and, and that's in all the, all the aspects of that. You know, there's the people that I really appreciate, the people that have helped me this year, the people that I want on my side as I move forward. Conversely, I want to think about the people that are dragging me down, the people that are bumming me out. And that can certainly include team members that I work with. I think the year end is a good time to sort of reassess and reevaluate the energy that's around you. And that obviously comes mostly through people. And so I think that both on a firm level and on a personal level, that thinking through how you're interacting with other human beings and how that feeds you or depletes you is really, really time well spent. Yeah, I was, I was talking to Elizabeth the other, uh, yesterday about this and just about how the way we act affects other people and the way other people act affects us. And it is, it's almost like a germ, right? whether it's a good germ or a bad germ, right? You, you kind of pass it along to the next person. They pass it on to the next person. They pass it on to the next person. So, and that's why I gave you, I was giving you hell for the longest time about your tweets because it's, it was, it was, it was kind of like you had some, you know, you, you weren't the most positive person on Twitter for a while. And you know, that's what I was calling you out, out all the time. But it is one of those things where if you put that into the world, right? It, it's Are you tired of the marketing guessing game? Does your website feel more like a digital billboard than a client magnet? If you're nodding along, you're not alone. And it's time to stop the uncertainty and start getting real results. Let's talk about your marketing spend. Are you just shelling out money every month and crossing your fingers? Do you ever wonder what impact your marketing is really having on your revenue? Well, it's time to take the guesswork out of the equation with Rise Up Media. We've been working with them for over a year and the feedback from our fellow members has been fantastic. Rise Up Media is here to take your marketing to the next level. They'll even perform a full audit of your online presence, giving you the good, the bad, and even let you in on what your competition is up to that you're missing out on. And the best part, there's no obligation, no catch, no pressure. If you decide to work with them, their contracts are month to month. That's right. No long-term commitments tying you down. So... What are you waiting for? To learn more about how Rise Up Media can transform your firms, visit riseupmedia.com forward slash maxlaw and rise is spelled with a Z. Riseupmedia.com forward slash maxlaw. It's going to pass on to other people. Like you're like, especially it's interesting about people that post about politics because it is no matter what, you're, what side of the, of the aisle on, usually the post about politics is to piss off somebody. Right. And so you're, you're, what you're doing is you're, you're essentially trying to ruin someone's day, right? That's what you're trying to do. 
like no one's gonna like win a point on politics on social media at all. But the same thing is when when it comes to to the, the real world, right? You are, but how you interact with people and the people that you associate with have such a substantial impact on you and on your families. Like if you if you if you surround yourself with negative people, guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna take all of that and you're gonna then put it on your family. You're just gonna pass it on. That's what you're gonna do, and it's a natural tendency. So by surrounding yourself with good people, with people that you want to be around that are positive people, it's going to allow you, it's going to make all other part areas of your life a, a much better place to live. So I think, I think this is the best one list to be, to be honest with you. It's probably something that needs to happen more often than once a year, but this, this is a great opportunity to do it. I mean, I just keep coming back to, you know, what opportunities do you have? I mean, I guess some people don't close their offices, but I, I guess I'll put in a plug right now for that too. I mean, not much is going to get done during this week, even if you're open. I mean, we're dealing with the federal government, so you know those lazy bastards aren't doing anything. So it's good to let everybody reset. You know, we have our re- retreat coming up next week in November, and then we have that week that people have really come to rely on and really like having that week off. And obviously it's paid, so... Just having that time to be by yourself and say, why am I doing this? And are these the right people who are going to get me where I want to be? And is this in line with my vision for myself and for my family and for my firm? You know, getting all that stuff aligned is, is if you're not doing it, no one's doing it. Yeah, we, we give the last week off as a reward for hitting goals and stuff. So it's it, it aligns with everything else we're doing. But yeah, you're right, though. It's it's something that Ryan McKean recommended for a while is like he, they could just close their office down. So very good. All right, let's get to my last one and we'll wrap things up. This may may seem obvious, but I bet the majority of people don't do it. Take a look at your calendar for 2024, okay? And look at, okay, what trials do you have coming up? What birthdays and anniversaries do you have come up? What what big events are coming up? Like, so get a really good idea of your calendar because it's really easy to get lost in the day-to-day and just looking at the week view of your calendar and kind of losing grasp of what all you have ahead of you. And so take a look, and really you should do this throughout the year as well, but get get a good grasp at the end of 2023 as to what 2024 looks like. And that way you can plan around big events because what you, I mean, is things as much as like as little as, okay, I've got an assistant, she's off for this week during this month. Okay, all right, well, if you've got a jury trial the following week, then you may need to look, okay, she's off that week. My, so my case manager's off that week. I'm, I'm in trial the next week. I need to account for that. So it's going to allow you to account for all the different things that are going on and, and, and have some sort of master calendar. So you can look at all these different events to see what's going on in your world. That way you can account for them. You know, when, when do the kids start school, right? Like what, what days are they off? Like all of those calendars are usually posted online that you can then look at to see what's going on. That way you can plan around them. All right. So I have a question for you. You said that this is something that historically hasn't been your strong suit. What, what do you think's holding you back on doing this kind of stuff? Why? I mean, I know, <laughs> I know your mind's always going, and that you're you're high action, and and you know you go more towards systems than than I do. So, what, what do you think, or what could we do to sort of help you with with that? Well, mine's more the reflection, like with with, with yours is, is is more of like the looking backwards is is really where my where I am. I, I just, one of those things where I just need to do that. You know, I, I just haven't, I, mm. do, I don't do it. Um, it's, it's something that I need to set aside this, the time to do it and, and think about it. Um, cause the problem is like, I sit down 
And if I'm thinking, uh, uh, usually my mind doesn't slow down enough for me to, <laughs> to reflect. It's more of like, I've got a, bi- a billion ideas popping into my brain that like, I- I'm like writing notes down, right? No, 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 no. It's, it's crazy. That's why I think it's so important to do it by hand and do it on paper because do you ever wake up in the middle of the night and have all these thoughts and you can't go back to sleep until you, all the time. until you, you can't go back to sleep until you've recycled through all those thoughts? 100% all the time. It's almost the same thing. You can't get to that place and that's why I think you have to do it each day on paper so you have to just keep going until you get all the shit out so that then you can get to the reflection point. I think that's really important. Okay, so more of a daily exercise. Okay. I mean, I, I will, I will give it a shot for you, Jimbo. So I need to, cool. I need to buy a, a paper journal that I can write in. Like, so something, something that I do is like, I want all of my books to be neatly organized. Like I, we had Dave D on the podcast the other day and I showed my notes. Like I have it indexed. I've got a handwritten index. And you sent, and you sent them to, you sent them to me. Oh yeah. I, I, I forgot I sent it to you. But yeah, so I've got, I've got like handwritten notes and things like where like, um, and it's all indexed. Right. So I knew, I knew exactly once I found the right book, I knew exactly where his, what page his was on. Cause I have handwritten all the numbers on the pages and created an index. That was crazy. So, I, my problem with those journals is that I, which I've used them in the past, I I do like them, but I like them to be neatly organized. And if they're not neatly organized, it bothers me. I stop using it. So do you, do you just write and do you just, you don't care what goes in the book or how, like, do you, do you write anything in that book? How do you do it? Well, I write in the, I write in there every day, but I don't, I don't index it or like, I could never do what you just did when we were, we're talking to Dave D and Tyson pulls out his notes from a seminar he and I went to in 2013 2017. or 17, whenever it was. Well, I actually know yeah. it was before that. I don't so, know what year. I have no, the date, I, I have the date somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, literally, you know, it's a half hour show and within, and I don't think you planned it ahead of I time. Did not. I did Just while the podcast was going. Yeah. So no, I'm not nearly that organized. And to me, it's about getting it on the paper. I very, very rarely go back and read what I wrote. Sometimes I do, but very rarely. I think it's the actual power of getting it out onto paper and out of your head that really is the help. I like it. I'll give it a shot. All right, let's wrap things up. Before I do, I want to remind everyone to join us in the big old Facebook group. Search Maximum Lawyer on Facebook, and you'll be able to find us there. If you want to hang out with guild members and join us for our quarterly masterminds, we were in Miami this year. We were in Denver. We were in Scottsdale and we were in Austin. So we had a lot of fun next, next year. You're going to have to help me with this, Jim. So Scottsdale, Minneapolis, Charlotte, and Vegas. So that is the order. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you want to join us, go to maxlawguild.com. And if you don't mind, while you're listening to the rest of this episode, giving us a five-star review we would really appreciate it. All right, Jimbo, what is your hack of the week? Well, as so many of my hacks are, this one comes from Gary V. And I was listening to Gary V as I want to do when I feel sort of down or I want to start doing more social media. And he got me going again. He very rarely has authors on. And I think that's mostly because Gary V doesn't read books. But um, he had on this lady from the Washington Post. She's written a new book. It's called Extremely Online. And it's the history of social media. And it's pretty well-sourced, and it's pretty uh, bite-sizey, which is good for me because I don't like big, old, thick things. She's going to talk about you know the rise and fall of things like MySpace, Friendster, Vine, all the way up till now. And I think, I think she must have interviewed Gary for the book, which is why he had her on. 
but it's just it's great uh, for me it's a great motivator to want to go do more social but it's also good to understand the platforms because you have to understand the platforms and i i told my daughter that um i'm reaching out branching out into snapchat so i'm going to play start playing around with snapchat that's really something that i have found a little bit intimidating but i'm going to check it out because people are using it for all kinds of stuff it's interesting i mean it does seem like snapchat's been kind of holding on um I, I thought for a while it's going to go away, but it's still there. So she's on it all day long. Like that's her number one. They don't use text messages. That's how they keep track of their friends. That's how they group message. They don't use iMessage at all. It's all on Snapchat. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I still, I, I have the app. I don't ever use it, but really cool. Uh, here's my tip. Well, maybe we can be snap friends. Snap friends. There we go. Here, Jim, clean your office. Okay. That's the tip. So this is the last episode of the year. Yours is actually pretty decent. Organize your shelves, which are yours or not. Organize your shelves, clean your office. That way, by the time you come back in for the year, the new year, so next time you're listening to our next episode, you have a, you have a clean office. Um, you're going to start 2024 ready to go. I know several of you have papers all over your desk right now. Organize those, clean those up, go read the book, get things done. I can't remember the author, author's name. Go read that book. It'll give you, while you're, while you're um, on hiatus and, and and get things organized with all those things that you need to put put somewhere get organized that way 2024 is your best year yet all right jimbo i'll i'll help you a little bit on it and i'll just say have someone else clean your de- your office i love it very good have yeah have, have someone else do it i like it uh all right man uh let's wrap things up have a wonderful day i gotta go get some work done peace everybody Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.